welcome to the next episode of our SFC Europe podcast. I am so excited to be uh, here talking to Nicole Herrero. Nicole, did I say the last name right? I'm probably not. You did. Yeah. Wow, <gasps> <that was> great. <laughs> awesome. Nicole, thanks for joining us and um, looking forward to hearing from you and uh, talking about student ministry and uh, building community today. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe how you grew up, what um, maybe how you came to faith and how you become involved in student ministry. And uh, yeah, just start with that and we'll, we'll see where that takes us. If I have any questions. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, thanks so much for, you know, reaching out and I'm just super excited to get to still do something with our SOC family, even yeah. from overseas. Um, so I grew up um, in a Catholic home. My okay. mom's Catholic. My dad, um, kind of just not really religious. Um, but growing up, my mom wanted us to be Catholic. So she took us to the Catholic church. So I grew up knowing a little bit about God, um, but not really understanding what it meant to have a relationship with him mm-hmm. until I went to college or university and, uh, started going to the university of Texas in San Antonio. And I actually got involved with Chi Alpha. So that's our sister group in America And that was where I really started to see what it meant to have an actual tangible relationship with God. I remember going to my first small group and my small group leader was like, great. So tonight we're going to talk about prayer and prayer is a conversation with God. It's a two way thing. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You're yeah. telling me that God, the God Almighty, talk, wants to talk to me? Like, no, 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 you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And that just started the kind of just curiosity of, okay, who is this God? And how can I actually have a relationship with him? And I started seeing that through girls in my small group, through just being a part of Chi Alpha, the large group, the whole community itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what what made me want to be like, okay, Lord, I, I want to surrender my whole life and just do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because clearly I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have the right plan that I thought I had for my life. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated, I was like, okay, God, I've learned my lesson. I've laid down my dream of becoming a doctor to, uh, you know, pursue you. Mm-hmm. And so now now what? What What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, found out about the opportunity to give a year. And uh, there was a pamphlet from the World Mission Summit. And I flipped it open. There was a map of Europe. France happened to be highlighted. And Mark and Daily and Goods email was on there. So I reached out to them and was like, hey, I'm about to graduate. Um, I have a minor in French. Would be interested in this. I've been a part of Chi Alpha. I love it anything I can do to help. Mm -hmm. So we Skyped, we did our little interview, we prayed about it and they invited me to come out. And then I was terrified because then I realized, Oh, okay. Now I have to make this decision of, am I actually going to say yes to this? Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember praying and just being like, okay, Lord, like, yes, I, like, I trust you. Like I'll go. And the Lord knew I was actually really scared. And so he, spoke so clearly one of the few times that I've heard him almost I don't even want to use the word audible because that's like 
too, that's like too much. Like, but just, it was so clear that he was saying like, trust me, you're mm-hmm. going, I just need you. Mm-hmm. I just need you to trust me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm saying yes to this. Um, so I said, yes, I graduated. I raised my support, mm-hmm. um, had visa issues. And so definitely was like, okay, God, are you still saying yes to this? But he continued just revealing to me that like, yes, this is what I have for you. You're going. Mm-hmm. And I finally got there five years ago or five and a half years ago now. Okay. Well, and as soon as I got there, I felt like I came home and okay. so I never wanted to leave. Okay. So what I thought would be one year of just, you know, serving and student ministry turned into a lifetime calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now have recently gone fully appointed with our organization um, here in the U.S. to now be able to go back to France and actually launch an SFC group awesome. in France. Cool. So up until now, what city have you been in in France? Just so everybody is clear where you were. And Yeah, I was in Grenoble, France. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, so this is news, exciting news. You're going to go somewhere else or start a new group somewhere else? Is that the plan? That's the plan. Still kind of praying about where exactly, um, but putting some feelers out there. Yeah. France is big enough, right? There's enough students. That's Yeah. I mean, we've got like two groups, two student for Christ groups there. And so it's like, we need more. Yeah. That's Um, awesome. Very cool. Awesome. And so um, what has your role been in the student group in Grenoble? What have you been doing? What is, what, kind of things have you been involved in? Let's see. From from the very beginning, um, was heavenly, heavily involved with uh, all the small groups. So mm-hmm. jumped in and started co-leading a French-speaking small group with Fanny. So Fanny, if you're listening to this, um, shout out to you for believing in me and helping me um, see awesome. that I could actually speak French and lead a small group um, mm-hmm. when I had just landed and from, and Mark and Daylene too, they believed in me from the get go and were like, yeah, you can do this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so started with that and small groups have just become really my heart and mm-hmm. the student ministry itself, just all of it. You know, with English classes that we do and just, helping come up with different events and then eventually um, for the past two years have been leading the the student ministry in Grenoble. Okay. Really mm-hmm. cool. That's so awesome. That's so great how um, just God has given you more and more um, challenges and then tasks, but also responsibility and open the doors for you to be doing that and now calling you for, for a career in ministry in France. Awesome. So, um, we wanted to talk about a specific topic and the topic we uh, I kind of came bounced back and forth was talking about community building in a student ministry. And mm-hmm. so um, before I go too far, I want to make sure I don't miss out on all my questions. I wrote down a whole many bunch of questions. And <laughs> I, I sent those to you and I think they're great questions. So um, the, <laughs> it was good. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk uh, firstly, what is community? Um, why is community so important in a student ministry? What is it that makes um, having good community an uh, important part of student ministry? I mean, I think 
community is something we all desire to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, you know, something that we want like physically, but also just like emotionally, spiritually mm-hmm. on every level. I mean, look at all of our campuses. They're flooded with different clubs and associations and groups that you can join. And it's because everyone's desperate. They want to um, feel that they belong somewhere to feel that, Oh, I can be a part of this and make this my own. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you would say, this makes for, um, before I get too far, that makes uh, a good community as opposed to a, a negative or a fractured community or group. What, what makes the difference there? Um, I think, um, just, you know, for it to be good and I think just have, um, have it not be turned into something that it can't really be, um, to just have an open, an openness and a Mm -hmm. willingness from others to embrace each other's differences. Cause we're all different. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different cultures, but to be able to embrace that, um, and to have leaders to be able to just set that example, I think is yeah. really key for that. So leadership and example and embracing those differences. Um, you guys have an experience where you're like, man, there are some really different people in this group and how do we make them work together? Can you tell like maybe a little story or anything? You're like, oh, this is a, an example of how community happened that I didn't think it could. Yeah. Um, so something that's, kind of sort of tense in France is there's this tendency that we can clearly see is between the French and North Africans. Okay. Um, so that can kind of be like an ongoing struggle that, that mm-hmm. we see. And so our heart is to just bring reconciliation to that. And five years ago when I first got to Grenoble, um, I came in the spring semester. So we already have these two guys that have started coming to from two very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And over time, they ended up becoming best friends. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, this is the epitome of like what we want to see, Mm -hmm. to see a French person and someone from a North African culture to come together and find friendship within each Mm -hmm. other and embrace their, their, their cultures and to learn from each other mm-hmm. um, and to share that with us as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Was it, was it easy for them or did it take a long time? What would you say? Um, like think, for them to, to become, to get past uh, those things or was it something that happened inside of each of them? It must've been, I think it was a God thing. Cause by okay. they got there like a few months before I did. So by the time I met them, I was like, man, these guys are like best friends. And then come to find out they had just met each other a few months before. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, when students come in at an, at a time where you're new to the city, you mm-hmm. don't really know people um, and you end up going to the same group or the same event. And mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, you're here checking this out. I'm here checking this out. Let's hang yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Good. And they kept being invited. So they okay. kept coming. <laughs> That's good. They were invited. They kept coming. You mentioned something else. So you mentioned though, that it comes down to a lot about what the leadership portrays or, or leads or what they put out there. 
what's the most important part of that as a leader to build community in the group? I think just being vulnerable with, Mm -hmm. with them. And, you know, we come in from, from different contexts, from different culture and to come in a manner of, I want to learn rather Mm -hmm. than this is my culture we're awesome. Like you should do this, Mm -hmm. but instead it's like, so what's it like here? Mm -hmm. And just come in that posture of, I want to be a learner and I want to grow from that and then Mm -hmm. find things that we have in common, but then also just like root it down to what's biblical here and Mm -hmm. how can we, um, you know, build, build that community. Okay. That's really good. You mentioned vulnerability. Do you think, um, is that, I mean, that's like, is that easy or is it the same for everybody to be vulnerable or is it something special about university students that just seems like this is the thing that they're searching for and the thing that they're ready for? What do you think? I think it, it totally is different for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. we all have different personalities. Yeah. Um, some people can be more open than others. Um, some people just take more time. Mm. But I think to have someone who's like, you know what, there's something about this person and I really want to just go after them. I really just want to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coffee, coffee day after coffee day after, you know, English class and, you know, all these different things, eventually they're going to start seeing who we are as, Mm -hmm. as leaders, you know, they're going to get to see us in different environments. Mm -hmm. Um, and as we're willing to almost step out of our comfort zone, I think a little bit, because it can be intimidating to share different things about ourselves. Um, but to just be willing to be like, I'm, I'm willing to be a little bit uncomfortable for the sake of mm-hmm. being able to build this relationship, um, mm-hmm. I think is good. That's really good. It is very good. You know, that <laughs> vulnerability and that um, uh, ability to just be uh, completely open with what's going on in our lives. It's, it can be difficult to build up to, or to think that we can get through to it, but it's definitely something that helps build the community. Um, when I talk to people about a community and you talked about clubs and stuff, um, that's not the thing that we're trying to build is not a, a club or um, a party. How do you move beyond just a party atmosphere of, Hey, we're all together enjoying life together to true um, Christian community. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the challenge. Cause you're like, you want to put on this like super awesome event for people mm-hmm. and everything. But to remember that at the end of the day, it's about um, building those relationships and being intentional with people, mm-hmm. I think is what it really comes down to. And so I know even for, for us in Grenoble, um, going into this last year, the word that kept kind of coming to mind was love. And Mm -hmm. so before every event, we would, as our leaders, we would come together and we would just pray, you know, Father, like we just want to love our students well um, Mm -hmm. and to to see their needs. um, And that no matter how tonight goes, you know, if it's awesome with, you know, numbers of people, that doesn't matter. But building 
being intentional, having, mm-hmm. being able to have, you know, meaningful conversations with, with our students mm-hmm. that go beyond the event. I think mm-hmm. that's where it's no longer just a party, but it's, you know, like, Hey, let's meet together and have a language exchange. Let's meet together and grab mm-hmm. coffee. Um, you know, follow up, follow mm-hmm. up to, to be like, Hey, you know, we invite you to come out, you know, next week for, for English class. And that's a safe place for people to come and just have the opportunity to continue getting to know us mm-hmm. and be comfortable. And then slowly just be like, Hey, um, yeah, let's meet up. You want to grab like Boba? Like you want to, okay. so they're kind of interested in, um, yeah. So I think being can intentional, you, can you pause for a second? In them. Yeah. Just a, I need you to go back and say that thing again because the the audio totally messed up. Okay. <laughs> so um so back to boba. <laughs> back to boba. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, whether it's grabbing boba or getting coffee with someone, um, I think at the end of the day, to be intentional, to mm-hmm. really want to invest mm-hmm. um and to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh in Chi Alpha, we have a phrase that we use to find fight and feed so to find the lost lands of god to Mm -hmm. fight for them to come into the kingdom and feed them meaning to disciple them yeah so the event part you know quote-unquote event parts that we do Mm -hmm. they're intentional in the sense of yes we want to have a fun time but at the same time it's we want to build friendships with mm-hmm. with students that come because we are finding those lost lambs because mm-hmm. then we want to fight for them as we get to know them and share our hearts with them and build those friendships so that then they know that there is a God who loves me and who has a plan for me and who has mm-hmm. my best interest at heart mm-hmm. so that then as we you know pour into them we're feeding them so that then they become disciples um, and mm-hmm. then be able to do the same and come alongside us and do mm-hmm. what we're doing. When you guys are, um, do you, do you focus on building community intentionally with the whole group? Like, Hey, we want to talk about what a community is or what a uh, Christian community looks like. Is that something you would talk about like in a larger group or in the small groups as like a topic? Or would you say it's um, something you just try and, and, teach by helping them to catch the idea of it? I think all the above. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, bring it up in small group, put more emphasis into it in Mm -hmm. like a large group setting, but then also living it out. Like, you know, you know, I really think actions speak louder than words sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so if we're doing it, then others will be inspired to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, we talked about a little bit. Um, how do how does hospitality have to do anything with community? What does that mean? If I say, you know, we want to be a hospitable people or as a group show hospitality to others, what kind of impact does that have on community? Yeah, this is something I've actually learned from Mark and Daylene a lot. Uh-huh. They're so good at just being super hospitable. I think their whole life is just, you know, they embody this so well. Uh-huh. So I think it, it really is. It's so essential 
that it really becomes a part of who we are, you know, challenging ourselves to step out of our comfort zone a bit, whether it's having a friend over and your place isn't, doesn't look perfect. I know that can mm-hmm. be intimidating sometimes. Um, or to say like, Hey, do you want to try to like cook something together? Or, you know, mm-hmm. just, I think including them into, into our lives is, yeah. is what, what makes, what changes it from, I'm doing this hospitable thing to I'm being hospitable. That's a big difference, isn't it? Because we can do lots of things that we think, oh, I'm doing this hospitable thing because it's what I have to do compared to, no, I'm being hospitable. I'm opening myself up to you to build community because that's what I want to do, not because I feel like it's an obligation. That's interesting. In France, if you ask someone um, to come to your house for a meal, do they feel like they have to return that favor to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same way in Austria. Like okay. I actually had a guy tell me he doesn't like to be invited to people's houses for meals because then he feels like he has got to like repay it back to them, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, Oh, they're inviting me over and I've got to invite them back over. <laughs> what if I don't like them or anything like that? So, um, but it means a big deal. It can be a big thing. So, but it's also a great tool to be able to say, you know what, come to my house. I know you don't have to invite me back over. I just want to be hospitable for you That's right. or, or invite you to be a part of my life. Um, and in fact, in another podcast that will probably have already been uh, produced and hopefully aired soon before this one, um, you'll hear uh, Jan and Raisa talk about how Jan um, wanted to, um, he was just became part of a group because these people invited him to come over to his house and cook a meal every Sunday. Come after, oh. come over and let's cook together. And yeah. that's pretty incredible. Um, just the impact of opening your house to other people and mm-hmm. or opening your life to them and doing stuff with them. It has a, it seems like it's a, it can be a burden though, ministry wise. What has to happen in us to make being building community uh, a priority? What has to change in the person to like, man, this is something that I love to do as opposed to something I feel like it's my job to do. That's a good question. Um, I think for me, it just goes down to, this is what was done for me when I was in university Mm -hmm. and how much that made me feel Mm -hmm. a part of something bigger than just, I don't know, being a university student on campus and trying to mm-hmm. figure out this stage of life. Yeah. Um, but to feel that I belong to a whole family, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so if that's what I experienced, how mm-hmm. much more would I want that for someone else? Sure. In especially in um, you know, in the context that we find ourselves in where there's many more foreign places that people are coming from. And I mean, not to say, Mm -hmm. you know, campuses in America aren't international. They are. Um, But just the sense of like, we all, we kind of find that commonality between each other. It's like, you're a foreigner, you're a foreigner, I'm a foreigner. We can all, you know, Uh understand that with each other. Um, And so to have it move from, I'm not just going to this thing, but it's, it really just becomes 
its own little family in mm-hmm. a sense. Yeah, yeah, as it should be. And we should be in community doing things like that. Um, is there a danger? I don't think it is the way we talked about it, but I hear, you know, people talk. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's past, but people used to talk about how oh, you're just being a consumer driven group and church and you know, um, you, you shouldn't be providing wonderful, great things to people to come to church. They should come to hear the word of God and not because there's really good coffee. Um, <laughs> Okay, sorry. That's, great coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a personal thing. Um, um, how do you how do you answer that? You know, hey, you're just being hospitable, and to get people to come. What does what does that look like, or is that a question that you consider? I mean, I mean, looking at the question that like you had sent me, kind of a thing. I had thought about like, you know church is a great place to start depending where the person's at Mm -hmm. you know maybe they're not ready to be in a church setting Mm -hmm. so then that's where like an english class or any other sort of you know non-religious event can Mm -hmm. can help and it's just you know everything's going to cater to a different audience um how could you do that yeah Oh, sorry. No, uh, but it, I do think it has to go beyond the four walls. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. just rely on, oh, okay, as long as I get them to church, like, that's it. No, right. that's yeah. that's just the start right. of it. Mm-hmm. How yeah. how do I make sure that, like, that this thing I'm doing that is really based on my desire for the best for this person, the love that I have, like you said, I we want to love these people. To the how do I make sure that that... Um, doesn't become some sort of like bait and switch for them. Like, Hey, we had this great thing. We're doing these great service for you. And let me tell you about Jesus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how do we think, avoid that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly think it's, it's a matter of the heart. Like if we're, mm. you know, just we're being who we are, you know, from, from the beginning and, I mean, we never want to like shove Jesus like down someone's throat. Like that's mm-hmm. never what we want to do. That's not how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, if Christ has changed our life, it's going to reflect in everything, yeah. and anything that mm-hmm. we say and do. Mm-hmm. When we start talking about him, it it's going to be like, like, Hey, here's this person I know, you know, like mm-hmm. he, you're almost introducing him as, as a friend, I guess. And mm-hmm. so then it's not this awkward of here's this giant God, but he actually mm-hmm. really loves you kind of thing. So then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to not make, not make it weird or awkward. Um, yeah. yeah. When you, when you guys do like a, an English um, get together or a language exchange or whatever, do you say from the start, Hey, this is my language exchange and just, you know, I'm Christian and this is kind of why I do this or, or where do you bring that up? Or is yeah, you just no. kind and loving towards the people and then they let them ask or what do you do? So, okay. I'll share to answer that. I'll share like a couple, couple stories that kind of okay. come to mind with that. So with English class specifically, we do, you know, we'll pick a different topic every week. Mm-hmm. 
um, just to make it so that students feel like they can come at any time, not like, oh, I missed last week. I can't. Uh, okay. That that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I remember, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember there was one time we talked about music mm-hmm. and at that time, the song new wine from Hillsong was like really just like ministering to me. Okay. Um, and so we always kind of have like, okay, we'll have a little part where people are practicing, you know, how to speak mm-hmm. this kind of topic. Yeah. Um, but then we open it up to discussion. And so we have kind of just open discussion questions mm-hmm. that we have written down. Um, but then as we start sharing, I mean, you're sharing from your own experience. So then mm-hmm. it's not awkward at all. So as we're sharing like, oh, like, do you have a favorite song kind of a thing? And for me personally, favorite song changes all the time based on mm-hmm. like what I'm feeling or what yeah. season I'm in. And so for me, I remember in that in that particular moment, I was able to say, yeah, I've actually been listening to this song um, called New Wine, which wine in France, you know, huge. Hey, sounds good. Attractive. <laughs> huge attractive thing. Um And so just like kind of sharing the the symbolism behind it and stuff and, you know, just like the pressing and the waiting and how like that can kind of relate to like our life and stuff and how, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in this kind of season and that opened it up to just being vulnerable, not like Mm -hmm. extremely vulnerable, but vulnerable enough to where the students were like, oh, wait, that's actually really cool. Like Mm -hmm. what kind of music is that? And that's just very naturally mm-hmm. opened it up to be able to talk about Jesus in a way that wasn't weird or bait and switch kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another story I'll share is I had a language exchange. Couple, mm-hmm. I think it's like two years ago now. We, I had put up flyers on campus and put my email on there and she reached out And that one just happened to be that as soon as we sat down, we started talking and she kind of just like poured her life out. Um, And that led into a conversation about faith where I was shocked where normally I feel like it's taken, you know, four or five, six months before I'm able to have like an actual like faith conversation Mm -hmm. with someone. But from the beginning, because she knew that I was, that I was a believer. Um, she, I didn't know if it was going to be a turnoff or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but she still wanted to hang out with me. So Mm -hmm. we, we started hanging out and I I invited her to come to English class and she came and then she started meeting the rest of our team. And she goes, there's something different about you guys. Like Mm -hmm. there's this like love I can just like sense when I'm around you guys. And she's like, are they Christians too? Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's what you're feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just being authentic with them and, mm -hmm. and, and vulnerable with people. That is so very good. So very true. Um, yeah. And like I said, I took notes. I, I'm thinking, how can this work with me? And I'm sure everybody else is thinking, that too. oh, what, what could I do? Because maybe it won't work for me to do a language exchange, but maybe it'd be something else I could do. That's very cool. Um, let me see if I had any other good questions. Oh, 
You did such a good job answering all the good questions. <laughs> so good. Um, would you say there's any tips that you would say, like, I'm dealing with people who just don't seem to get along. That just doesn't seem to gel. This group seems like there's clicks and I want it to be a community where we're all together going the same direction and we can like all be on the same page and avoid like this whole splintering. Um, do you have any tips? Do you have any suggestions for that? Dang. Um, I am no expert in this. So disclaimer there. Okay. Um, but I think just praying, like honestly, mm -hmm. like going mm -hmm. before the Lord and really just asking like, God, what can we do? Um, mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit's there to, to reveal, you know, different things, different ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, but also be willing to try those ideas. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's okay to, you know, try something, um, and get your team behind it in the sense of like, you know, let's flesh out this idea and how can we like get this, you know, what starts as a small thought turns mm -hmm. into this giant idea and like, okay, how can we do this, um, together? Yeah. So then it's yeah. a team effort that you're trying this thing and hopefully it works and everyone gels or yeah. you realize oh, maybe there's an interest in something else and we can try to do other little things, but this is our, but coming together for, you know, a service and like eating together, that's like our collective thing mm -hmm. that, that we yeah. do. Yeah, because everybody um, doesn't have to be the same, right? Yeah, I mean, no one. So, they're all <laughs> the same, so boring. boring, right? <laughs> but I, there's got, we, we, we do have this, um, I think that's where we're teaching about, you know, respecting each other and putting others ahead of ourselves and having hospitality and fellowship. Maybe that those things that we talk about, you know, building community helps us to recognize that it's okay if the other person is different than me and we can still hang out together and, and enjoy yeah. those things. Yeah. Even when you have those weird American exchange students come to the group, it's okay anyway. Right. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That was my group. Sorry. Sorry. He wasn't weird. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Wonderful American exchange students. Um, no, um, but you, you know, you would build community with them and we try and try and figure out how to make all that work together. Wow. So um, you've been gone from the group in Grenoble for a little bit and how are things going there? Do you hear from them? I mean, at this point we're figuring out like yeah. how to kind of navigate this season mm -hmm. we tried doing a few things over zoom yeah. um but i think like most of us like we're so zoomed out that oh, yeah. it's it's really like okay we need to get super creative as to what this new school year is gonna look like okay um you know we're yeah. still waiting to hear what what's gonna happen with a lot of our students so then yeah. it's like can we do in-person mm -hmm. kind of things or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to say anything about this, but you brought this up. So now you're going to hear Alan's ideas. Um, and this is a cool idea and, and maybe nobody else wants to do this, but my mom, okay. Who is awesome and 
just a wonderful woman of God who serves her church well. And uh, she she's she's talking to me yesterday, and she says that her church is doing Marco Polo. I don't know if you guys have heard of this app. Yeah, they're using Marco Polo as a small group, so that they're going to have a small group leader share a Marco Polo question to the group, and everybody gets a chance to answer with video, and then. Awesome. they'll go on to another question and stuff like that. And I was like, really mom, you figured this whole Marco Polo thing out? She's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lady at the church. We, we got it all going on. And so I figure if my mom who is retired and um, you know, living her retired life can figure it out, maybe we could do that as university students too. So that's an idea. Um, you know, Marco Polo, if anybody doesn't know about the app, it's basically um, you record a video and you can send it to somebody else or you can send it to a group of people and they can all watch the video whenever they have time. And sometimes we, you know, if it's Zoom meeting, not everybody has time and who wants to sit around and look at a screen again, right? So, oh, so then it's like this ongoing small yeah. group type thing. Yeah, oh, so it just cool. continues to communicate with each other um, and maybe a little bit more personal because the person gets to actually see who everybody else is talking. So uh, that's my idea and whether that makes it into the podcast, we'll see. But uh, (laughs) Nicole's writing that down. I've got (laughs) writing down about English classes and stuff like that. And uh, language exchange. That's great stuff. And yeah, um, I we're more than happy to share that. Yeah. Um, We have like a whole curriculum at this point. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool to see. Um, Maybe we could, we'll link to that in the podcast on the webpage so that we can, send people because like, Hey, if they want to get that, they could contact you or get a link to it or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's good. Awesome. Well, uh, Nicole, that has been so much fun talking to you about this stuff. And, um, I know it's weird times we're in where not in places and things that we expected they would be. Um, who knows what's going to happen even between the time we record this and when it, uh, gets published and, uh, Thanks so much for sharing with us, you know, about the importance of community and being uh, honest with us and and open and authentic with us and vulnerable too, sharing about what's going on with you. So thanks so much. And I hope you have a wonderful time while you're still in the U.S. and get back to France quickly. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. God bless you. We had a great time talking with Nicole and discussing building community. We hope you enjoyed it as well. We would love to hear your thoughts, comments, suggestions, and questions at sfceurope.org. Visit the website, leave a comment on the podcast page, and we hope to be able to answer those questions and comments soon. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember that uh, reaching university students makes a difference in Europe and around the world. Thanks for being a part of the SSC Europe podcast, and hopefully you'll be hearing from us again soon.